Sponsored Internet, and welcome to Two Guys in SharePoint. The only SharePoint show in South Africa where everything is not made up, and there are no points. How's it all? Hello, Mr. Modlin. How are you today? Yeah, I'm sick and tired of the rain, hey? So, so our friend Daryl Webster said that we have to say, how's it good now in the web? We have to say good now. Good now. Good what, now. What, what is good now? So, you know, when you, like I jumped on a call earlier on with Nintex and there were a bunch of folks in the U.S. And when you greet them, I would say good evening. Right, because it's evening here, but you talk to Australia and it's a different time zone, and the US a different time zone. So, how do you greet people? Because if I say good evening, it would mean naturally I'm saying good evening to you because it's evening. But do I say good morning because it's morning time where the people are, or do I say good afternoon because it's afternoon time? So, Daryl says good now. I've got the right perfect now. answer for you, bro. <laughs> the absolutely perfect answer for you. It's how's it. <laughs> we're like we're, we're so ahead of this curve it's not even funny like i don't i don't understand what what the issue is here like what 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 what's the what's the problem it's the best thing i've heard in a really long time we've got it waxed we do ahead of the curve as always yeah and and this week you predicted it modeling you predicted it we skipped a show last week because we knew Microsoft was going to try and trip us up. And what did they do? They tripped us up. Of course. And of we course. were ahead. We were ahead. We waited, paused patiently. And what did they do? True to form, Friday, it was Thursday, Friday, what's new in Office 365 for November? Boom. They just dropped a bomb on us. Yep. So your conspiracy theory is right. Always, bro. I know what I'm talking about, eh? Yeah, yeah. I think I need to listen to you more often. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story of everybody's life, eh? Story There's always someone. Life. There's always someone. Anyhow, back to the format. We have a guest this week. We do. Who do we have on this week? Uh, Lorian Strand. Formerly known, he's actually formerly known as the Cloud Mouth. That was his Twitter handle, the Cloud Mouth. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a good, uh, that's a really cool handle to have. He's like Prince, you know, exactly the same thing. Anyhow, he's chatted to us about a week and a bit ago when we skipped last week uh, about what he does, where he does it from, and what his views on the world are, like every other guest. So let's cross over to that now. Cool. On this Yay. week in Two Guys in SharePoint, uh, we had some issues with time zones i thought that australia was nine hours ahead it's supposed to be 11 and that it messed up the calendaring and stuff but we have none other than lorian strength on the show this week welcome lorian thanks al good to be here yeah so i'm not sure if i met you with the original yammer bashing <laughs> of, of the beginning of the year I'm not sure if you were involved in that conversation. I was. Remember, you broke a bike pedal because of some of the comments that I made. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you were the one throwing your big toys at me. <laughs> Everyone else was throwing little sort of Corgi and Matchbox cars at me. You were throwing those big Lego trucks at me. Oh, look, anybody who knows me well enough knows that I don't go lightly. 
So for our listeners, who are you? Where are you from? Uh, what is it that you do? So I am Lorian Strant, formerly known as the Cloudmouth. I'm uh, I live in Melbourne, Australia, but I'm a global citizen, as we now call it these days. Uh, and I I'm an independent consultant. I used to run a company called Paradigm um, that was early into Office 365, but now I um, uh, work for myself, um, just working with organisations and partners and Microsoft and vendors uh, to basically cut through the crap and teach them how to fish and just get on with the show. So you said earlier before we started recording, you're a bitzer. What is a bitzer? Oh, bitzer. Uh, bits of this, bits of that. <laughs> okay. I thought it was an acronym for something else. So, yeah, you were at Ignite, right? Uh, yes. I think we, we ran into each other there and you, you had a couple of sessions. Uh, what were you focusing on mainly at Ignite? Um, well, look, at Ignite, it was my first one. So I'd never been to that or even um, uh, a tech ed or whatever they were called before. Um, so for me, what I was really kind of covering there was probably what the futures are around Office 365. And most of my focus, um, I think, at Ignite and generally is actually around Microsoft Teams. Um, so at Ignite, I was covering some of the sessions for Microsoft uh, as well as delivering a couple of my own uh, that related to Teams and Office 365. So, uh, yeah, I was kind of observing as well as participating. Now, when I met the the team of Regarding 365, there's Simon and Simon, Dan, Laurie, and yourself, obviously. Who's the IT pro? Is Dan the IT pro? Because I know Simon and Simon do some other weird stuff. Um, I'd probably say that Dan's probably the closest to IT pro. Um, I took my hands off the tools a while ago. Um, so I think I come from that IT pro background, uh, but I recognized, you know, a long time ago that that wasn't the future. So, uh, yeah, I think Dan's probably still the closest. So did you actually touch SharePoint? I think that's probably a big... Question. Oh, yeah, years ago. So I used it back from 2001. Um, okay, so you are that old though? Yes, I am that old. All right, okay. Because I know there's a bunch of young kids like Dan, even though Dan looks like a country singer um, from the, <laughs> from the eighties, and then and then there's the old people like us. Because I'm assuming we're all the same age, really. Yeah, so I probably stopped using SharePoint uh, as an IT pro slash admin uh, probably around uh, 2010, uh, because that was a that was when I started my company Paradigm and started working with um, BPOS back then. Um, so, which was SharePoint online based on 2007. So uh, it, was, it was kind of at that point I went, well, hang on, this is the future of SharePoint. So I'm not going to bother with server anymore. That's interesting that you mentioned that because you've done it as far as 2010. I wrote an article about the demise of the IT pro, but you already stepped out of that role seven years ago. Yeah, uh, look, I was always a fan of SaaS. I actually was, was using BPOS back in 2009 at a customer. Um, and I kind of thought, well, hang on, this is, I, I think, the way forward. Um, but in those days, it was obviously very early on with the technology stack. So, yeah, it was at that point that I kind of went, well, you know, this is a great way to get this technology to the masses. My focus actually around BPOS wasn't so much Exchange. I never really cared about the mailbox because I always thought Exchange is a given. Um, my focus um, or my passion originally started with BPOS and um uh, yeah, as a SharePoint, but also Office Communications um, server, uh, because that got 
OCS into the hands or what we now call Skype for business, um, got the hands, uh, got it into the hands of anybody, be they an enterprise or a small business. So you, do you, do you consider yourself as a Skype guy, a, a, a UC guy, you know, um, the messaging person? Well, it goes back to that point about me being a bitzer because I actually was certified on Live Communication Server 2005, Office wow. Communication Server 2007. Um, so, yeah, I was using those technologies back then and I was really quite passionate about them. But, um, you know, even back then to get a basic OCS environment up and going, you needed two servers. Yeah. So, I mean, I do also have a background in voice. I used to be certified on uh, Nortel um, PABXs and um, uh, Alcatel PABXs, as well as uh, Cisco Call Manager. Okay. So, yeah, quite a varied background. No, but that's super interesting, though, because we had our MVP Community Connection Days now in Dubai, and um, we've spoken to, you know what it was like at Ignite, speaking to a bunch of, of people that have been focusing on the Office 365 stack, and... I think I did a session on SharePoint and OneDrive, the panel discussion right at the end. And the biggest questions, and we've seen this come through to SQL, as well as now, obviously, the, the now almost defunct Skype, that the IT pros are worried that because Microsoft's investment is, they're hedging their bets on the cloud. Yes, there's talk about on-premises versions of products but inevitably 10 years from now it's going to be the same as did we ever drive a petrol or a diesel vehicle 50 years ago you know that sort of thing and <laughs> i'm tickled pink by your background because not a lot of people that come from ocs move into the productivity stack as, as well as you did and so early in the game I mean, everyone I'm talking to right now is, oh, we Skype people, what do we do? Or that sort of thing. Are, are you finding that same experience? You must have a, a wealth of knowledge around how people move from one discipline to another discipline. It's, 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 it's for, yeah. A lot of people are feeling very frustrated and challenged by it. Yeah, I think to be coming into it at this stage is definitely quite challenging because there's so many moving parts in Office 365 and, and all its kind of um, showcase platforms like things like Teams. Um, so to step away from, you know, I am an IT pro and I'm used to this AV vendor and this firewall and, you know, these servers and blades and this backup software to then have to look at, oh, okay, so I don't configure anything. I just, you know, turn some knobs and switches uh, to decide how the service works. That's, I think that's quite confronting. So, you know, I've been actually advocating, I think for a long time since really early in the Office 365 days about uh, the future of the IT Pro and how they have to change. And obviously Microsoft was doing that messaging as well, saying, you know, you're not going to lose your jobs. You just have to, um, innovate and adapt and, and learn new skill set. And I think a lot of people just really kind of ignored that um, until now it's almost too late when they, and so they just look at Office 365 and they go, whoa, what the hell is this? Because, you know, back in those days, it was, you know, BPOS days and early Office 365 was Exchange, SharePoint and Link. That was it. It was really quite simple. Now those are uh, platform services that, you know, blend into the background 
and it's all these this plethora of apps and experiences that sit on top of it. Um, so for me, my where I kind of ditched the being hands-on tools and moved away from being that traditional IT pro is I don't really care about the backend service and how it's delivered. I care about the user experience. So for me, as I said at the start, that, that was the attraction with BPOS was it got OCS into the hands of people who might only have one server in their organization. So they're not going to deploy two just to be able to have instant messaging and, and federation um, with people. So that was kind of where it started with me. And I think this is the issue with IT pros now is there's just so much to know. And especially if they you know, are the more uh, generalist IT pros who aren't really focused on productivity, they're more infrastructure. Well, now they've got to learn Azure and possibly you know, um, Amazon or AWS um, or OpenStack or you know whatever VMware is doing and all these other different vendors. And there's just so much to know. So the it's quite a challenge ahead of them. Yeah, it is. It is a worry. I'm, I'm not. I, I changed what probably 2003, 2004 from a from a pure infrastructure worrying about ADN Exchange, moving into what was then called document management, and then falling madly in love with with a product like SharePoint. But are you seeing a lot of Azure conversations in? the topics that you're covering as a consultant today? Probably, no, not so much when I'm talking to um, the business because a lot of time now I spend mostly dealing with um, IT executives and business executives um, and also even going down to like middle managers. Um, so when I do speak to IT pros, um, there are the ones who get it and look at, well, how can I integrate SharePoint with Azure functions and, uh, and do this smartness over here and do power apps and those kind of things um, versus, you know, there are still the guys who this is my empire. I built all these servers and it runs so well. Don't ever touch it. No, I don't want to move to that cloud service because this works well. Why would we ever change? And unfortunately that, that attitude is alive and well. Yeah. I've, I've, we've had quite a, quite interesting conversations. I mean, you must spend a lot of time with Microsoft themselves or are, are they, in because you're in Australia, right? I, I get confused because it's Perth, Sydney, Melbourne, yep. and I don't know where <laughs> most of those things are. I just know that there's a continent that has similar weather to South Africa, where a lot of South Africans have moved to, and yeah, there's Christchurch and there's some weird bonga bonga and all these other weird names of things closer to the to the <laughs> centre of the country because you guys live on the coast, right? Mostly because everything everywhere else is just desert. Yes. Your relationship with Pretty Microsoft, much, yeah. do you see Australia as being ahead of other countries in terms of technology? I mean, like you said, you're a global globetrotter and you deal with customers and people on different continents. Are you seeing a, a difference between what people in Australia are doing versus people in Europe versus people in the U.S.? Look, I can't, probably can't speak so much to um, what uh, organizations are doing in uh, in other regions because I don't really deal with them other than speaking with MVPs and reading um, online about them. But what I can say about Australia is that it runs at multiple speeds. So there are elements of innovation um, and change. And you look at, for example, Atlassian is a homegrown, um, you know, multi-billion dollar firm who have got some fantastic products 
um, and are a household brand when it comes to um, to IT departments. Um, so, but at the same time, our legislation is behind, and you know, you can look at things, for example, like our same-sex marriage vote that cost 122 million dollars just to decide what we would whether Parliament would actually discuss it. Um, so, our technology legislation is similarly behind. And for example, if we look at things like um, information governance and security, you know, here our I can't remember the exact document, um, but what constitutes as an approval or an electronic signature is something as simple as uh, a, a workflow in SharePoint where I say, I can click and say, I approve. And that gives a, a form of digital signature, as we know, because it just records that Lorian, you know, pressed submit on this button. Um, you know, we can get into logs and we'll look at IP addresses and those kind of things. But if you speak to, um, you know, depending on the industry, and unfortunately, I'm going to be a little bit ageist here, um, older generations uh, who have been doing what they do for a long time will struggle with this technology and say, no, a signature is a signature. I've got to use a pen. Um, even if it's something like DocuSign, they'll still say, well, I need to use a pen. So that's that's the challenge is we we are ahead of the curve in some areas and not in others. Probably coming back to the original point of the question in terms of like Office 365 um, adoption, um, Australia is one of the, the leaders um, globally for that. Um, in fact, it was actually announced only in the last week or so that we are no longer under a region in terms of Microsoft hierarchy. Uh, we're actually, our subsidiary goes direct to corporate now instead of having to go through uh, the APAC regional office. So that's that's quite a you know, a good thing. We're up there with, um, I think, the UK and, and uh, uh, about seven or so other countries. So we are innovative, um, but the other aspect to it as well, and apologies, a bit of a long answer, is um, how we approach messaging. We're a little bit more of a cynical country um, in terms of how we read things. So you look at Microsoft marketing content and it's very energetic, it's very excited. A really good example of that is, uh, in human form, is Duck's Raven Sai of, of Avpoint. Um, but when he comes across to Australian people, um, and I'm not, saying, I'm not saying him specifically, but that kind of energy and enthusiasm doesn't actually translate as well in Australia. So when we see the messaging around Microsoft 365 and Teams and all these other things, we kind of look at and go, eh, yeah, right. Okay. I mean, that's, I would think, the majority of people. Um, there are some people say, oh, my God, this is fantastic. Let's do it. But I think a lot of people just say, yeah, yeah, all right. Listening to your explanation, I think most countries are the same eh? when it comes to adoption. People, the older generation that haven't, well, we are old. Okay, let's, according to, well, well, apparently I'm not that old. <laughs> according to Spence, no, you saw that post about swag. Right? How old are you? Yeah. So Spence says I'm not that old oh, yeah. because there was real swag back in his day. You know, back in my day. I don't know what that means. But for the most part, people that are <laughs> age... Uh, I'm not going to tell the listeners how old we are, but if you didn't grow up and in the 80s, your parents bought you a Commodore 64 or a ZX Spectrum and you gravitated towards IT, chances are you're going to be one of those people that are going, well, we, we I want to sign, I want a wet signature, I, I want to feel that tactile 
thing with a piece of paper and, and I want to sign in, in black and not blue because mm. when they scan that paper, it doesn't scan the blue, it only scans the black. Those sort of things. So, yeah, I think what I like about Office 365 is that the experience you have in Australia versus the experience someone has in Hawaii versus the experience someone has in the Congo, it's exactly the same. So there's a lot of leveling of the playing fields when it comes to how to adopt these products because a user in South Africa is going to adopt it the same way as a user in New Zealand, as a user in Seattle, as a user in Vancouver because it's the same experience. Yeah, and I think that there are certain differences from a geography perspective in terms of, um, for example, like GDPR does not actually affect us in Australia unless you deal with uh, European organisations. Um, we have our own legislation here around what can and can't be stored in the cloud, or we've got our different classifications. Um, but also then there's there's uh, network, you know, in Australia, we are spending tens of billions of dollars to roll out a network that's in some places, not actually much better than the old school copper network that's currently in place. Um, so, you know, to be able to say, great, I'm going to roll out Skype for business across this organization. Well, actually, that's not that great because they don't actually have that much bandwidth. Um, it was one of the challenges I saw in the early days um, of uh, BPOS and Office 365, dealing with certain regional customers, especially over in Western Australia, where uh, we have the big mining boom and um, that's where Perth is. Um, where over there, they would say, well, look, we pretty much don't get internet out at the mine. So, A, we can't use rich media services like back then Link. Um, but also, we, we need servers on premises. We can't afford to be offline um, because the sync back then was based on a GRU, which wasn't fantastic. So, you know, for them, they needed to have a local server. Uh, and I think that's still very much the case in a number of areas around Australia. Um, you know, our national broadband so network will out. assist with that. So fiber is a big thing for you. You're rolling out fiber right now. No, that's the problem. We're not. Um, this national broadband network is using existing fiber. It's uh, rolling out new fiber. Um, but in some areas, you the best you can get is the wireless service, which is 25 megabits down. And I think it's like one megabit up or... Okay, like all right. Two megabits up. So it's better than, you know, slightly better than ADSL2, but then it's contested because it's wireless. True. All right. Now, that makes sense. It's it's good to know that South Africa is not the only country um, ripping out, up roads in every suburb, um, laying down fiber, because that's what's happening here. And it's interesting to note, uh, you guys got your own data centers, right? Yeah, we do. We actually have four data centers here. Uh, which is phenomenal. So we've got the two general data centers um, in Melbourne and Sydney for Office 365 and Azure, but we're actually getting two more data centers purely in um, Canberra, um, or sorry, in the Australian Capital Territory, uh, which is not where Sydney is. So <laughs> Sydney is not our capital city um, because, yeah, it's it's going to be purely for federal government. Uh, oh, so, um, so, so, so that's fascinating. So government's getting their own cloud. Yeah, I think it's it's probably going to be similar to that uh, US yeah. uh, FedGov yeah. cloud that they've got there. Um, because, yeah, I mean, our Australian signal, Signals Directorate, which is what defines what can and go in cloud, says, great, well, you can put unclassified data into the Microsoft cloud, but not classified data. 
Um, so for that, they're saying, all right, well, we'll give you our own data center. So now we can put That's that in. That's very, very, very impressive. Uh, I'm sure though. Well, the thing is though, while it may sound impressive, it'll probably still take several years until anybody actually puts anything of, of note in there. Um, ultimately, a lot of this stuff comes down to individual interpretation of uh, the legislation and what they can and can't do and uh, how daring people are. So, you know, I've got certain um, government clients that I work with who are gung-ho saying, yep, let's put everything in there. You know, what we do is not security sensitive. Um, and as long as it's all covered by um, data loss prevention and information protection and other Office 365 features, you know, their, their logic is, well, it's actually more secure in Office 365 than on my own servers. So I'm going to go ahead with it. And by the time somebody audits me, the legislation will have caught up. Okay, so, so it's, but if you, know, you, if you get... That's an individual attitude that's driving that. If you get a fair that. cloud, surely your government is going to sort of mandate, okay, guys, it's time you can move to Fed Cloud. Uh, look, they've been doing that. There are government white papers and um, and standards, and I'm probably speaking a little bit out of out of my comfort zone uh, because I don't do that much with the federal government. Um, but yeah, they are getting to a point where they're saying, yeah, you can move more and more here. But again, it's going to come down to uh, someone will say, oh, well, you know, it's not, it's not exactly for our needs. You know, it's not exactly suitable for us or we're going to wait until yeah. somebody's done it. Um, and by the time that organization actually does it, uh, what will happen as coming back to that point about us being a bit cynical is we'll tear it apart. We'll say, oh, well, they didn't actually do this. And that's what you're pitching. But that reference customer didn't do what we want to do. So we're going to sit on our hands for a while until somebody else has done it. Okay. Yeah, it sounds, sounds about the same. <laughs> All right. Well, wrapping yeah. up this interview, thanks so much for your time. Um, advice for Skype people, seeing as you come from the, the, the UC side. Um, what would your advice be for people that are still doing Skype, still spending time in the in the UC and the IM space, now that Microsoft's saying, well, move? Well, obviously, the, the first thing I'd be saying is Teams, go for Teams, but Teams is more than a communications tool. It's more than a Skype for business replacement. Um, what I'd be saying to those IT pros um, is don't be afraid to learn a little bit of SharePoint and Office 365 groups and identity management. You're going to need it. Doesn't mean you have to be an expert. Um, to the actual partners that are, you know, predominantly around UC practices, build a SharePoint um, practice, um, build a security practice, or if you don't, partner with somebody and make it a real partnership, not just a, oh, we'll flick them a lead from time to time, because Teams is everything in one. It's not just you know, files, it's not just chat, it's not just, um, you know, voice and video, it's everything. And I think the majority of IT pros are not ready for it. So you've really got to embrace it. Yeah. How do people find you on the interwebs and the Twitterotis? Um, <laughs> on the interwebs, it's www.lorianstrant.com. That's L-O-R-Y-A-N-S-T-R-A-N-T. Uh, similar for Twitter, I'm at Lorian Strant, uh, and I'm sure there's some other social ways, but those are the two best ways to find me. You forgot to mention that you write quite uh, actively at uh, Regarding 365. I do, yes. Well, that's that's uh, an easy way to find me is work backwards from there. Um, Look, you just lost and actually a, points. A, when Daryl listens to this, he's going to be very upset that you did not <laughs> list Regarding 365 as a go-to place. 
Well, you asked, well, how do people find me? You didn't say, what am I involved in? Because that list is bigger. Yeah, that's a very consultant. And that's where obviously regarding 365 would come consultant, in. Consultant um, response. But we know where you stand now, Laurie. And I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm going to go get on a Peloton bike and smash a pedal. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, thanks a lot for, for your time. And we'll chat to you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, good fun. Lots to talk about. And uh, now I'm going to skip a segment here. But Lorian is part of the Regarding 365 team, and they're launching a new show called Talking Teams with Damien and Lorian. No idea what they're going to – I'm assuming they're talking about Microsoft Teams. And it's a new show coming uh, up on Regarding 365, uh, pretty much along the same lines as our new show, uh, 365 Insights that we will hopefully be launching the first week of Feb. That should be super awesome. Yeah, the studio build will start in earnest soonest. Yes, and we're going to get that to you guys as soon as we can. Yeah. And hopefully we don't have too many technical issues as we as we start up, but I fully I fully expect we're going to be having quite a thing. Well, look, we've got we'll get it done. We've got we've got Daryl to lean on with all his gizmo bobs and the Jimmy Watsits around flipping screens and all of that, like they do the Office 365 Message Center the week that was. I think that's the official title. I probably got it wrong. But yeah, pretty much that. Uh, think, it, think of it as, what did we say? QI meets EastEnders. Yeah, and, and uh, in that scenario, you'd be Alan Davis. Correct, and you will be Stephen Fry. <laughs> I like Stephen Fry. Yeah. And then he married some twenty-two-year-old cool. guy, didn't he? And then he was kicked off the show for that. No, he retired. Did he retire? Yeah. Oh, all right. I thought that he was did it because for, he married. He was on like eleven seasons or something. No, he retired. There's some woman that does it now, doesn't? Is it? Mm. Yeah, she's really good. She's actually really, really good. All right. Moving on to in the news. Sweet. So I'll start, off, start us off with Elle's favorite product and my actually favorite product. Uh, maybe not favorite, but it's up there. Um, there's been some flow news recently. A couple things. You can now uh, deal with managed metadata columns in Microsoft Flow, which is handy if you're using managed metadata. It's good that that's got the support. And the big news is that there is now rolling out a flow launch panel in SharePoint lists and libraries, which is really cool. And it can be contextual. So if you make a flow um, with a selected item trigger, so there's a trigger for, for selected item. Um, when you select an item, it'll pop up a panel on the right-hand side of your page and it'll give you the flows that you can run on it. And you can just trigger it right from there, which is really cool really Al what, what's this the world's smallest violin oh I couldn't find that audio track soon enough when you started on flow dude it's fine I can just edit it out um, I hate flow to, to I hate while, flow I know we're not going to get into it to save Al's blood pressure, we'll move straight along. A little bit of Power Apps news. Uh, same, the, same, same, same. <laughs> the App Performance Report 
um, that is still in preview, but everybody can now find it at web.powerapps.com under your all apps. You can you can check a bunch of the performance metrics um, for your various apps. So how long users are spending in it, what's its time to first screen, what's its time to first screen if it's not doing the connection, all that sort of stuff. So that's pretty sweet. My biggest bugbear is that Microsoft says that Flow and Power Apps are for business users. Dude, it is not for business users. Power Apps is not. Well, it depends. It depends how much you're doing with it. If you've just got a SharePoint list and you want to make a quick little thing, like the automatic Power Apps that it generates, if you go into a SharePoint list and say, generate me an app, those are pretty cool. And that is like massive functionality for a normal business user. And then you have and they to, don't have to do any yeah, customization. Yeah, but then you have to decide what layout you want, and it's not uh, that's just rubbish. Uh, it's but it's easy. It's and like it's, a it's, version it's one of what Nintex was, and Nintex is uh, on version forty-seven about... now, dude. Have you seen? Yeah, have except, you seen the response? Except no, no. Okay, cool. That's very nice. Power apps will run in your browser and on the phone and do the same thing in both places. Nintex will not do that. You haven't seen the new responsive forms engine, that's why. Okay. Maybe their hot new their oh, new hotness mate. actually Trust works, me. but they've been saying they do that for the last five years and it does not work as advertised. I like Nintex, it's great. But you, you can't bullshit this. You're doing the same fuck you're doing the goddamn <laughs> thing. Like oh, you fucking are. You fucking are. Like, oh, yes, this is a problem, but don't don't worry about that. How about this completely unrelated thing over here? Like, they're different things. We're not getting into this argument now. We're really Wow. Not. Wow. Re- referring to me as Trump. That's a new low. The, the record will show I did not call you Trump. I said you're doing the same thing as he is. Oh, there's that, as he there's does. that grammar. Not... He's not the only one who does it, but he sort of popularized right, the okay. movement and it is right. irritating the crap out All of All right, me. anyhow. You can't have anyhow. discussions Moving anymore. on. Moving yes. on. Yes. Moving on. What what news do you have for us, so, Al, since mine so some, is some, so no, but, risible? No, but you've got so many segments about flow in the show. Flow in the show. <laughs> I like that. Anyhow, okay, moving on. So, uh, mobile notifications for shared documents. So now, if you've that got a shared good. document and someone is busy doing stuff to it, it will now notify you via mobile, which is quite cool. So you'll get notified. That That's very, awesome. very, very cool. On that same topic, you know, in OneDrive, you've got that shared with me tab. And it's now rolling out, that shared with me tab is rolling out to Excel, PowerPoint, and Word. Oh, that is, that is yeah, brilliant. That's, that's very cool. I really, really um, dig what they're doing around that. So those are the sort of cool stuff that's, that's happening from the individual product perspective. And then I want to talk about, I'm moving on to, I don't know if you ever used the ATP stuff, the advanced threat protection. I haven't set it up myself, no. All right, but it it sits in Security and Compliance Center in Office 365. Cool. Now, that is extending now to not just malware uh, and the AV stuff, but they're extending ATP to SharePoint, OneDrive for Business, and Teams. Awesome. However, there is a caveat. So, 
ATP is not going to scan every single SharePoint document you have. Okay. Right. So don't think that because ATP is there for SharePoint, it's going to do a crawl. And I'm going to come to the crawl thing there because I have a question around crawls. It's not going to do the same thing. So just be wary. There are some caveats. But ATP for SharePoint, OneDrive for Business and Teams, very, very cool. Some more uh, protection for the tooling that you're using. Awesome. Next up, I think it was today or yesterday. Actually, no. According to Mary J. Foley, who um, replied to a tweet that I was mentioned in. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Little fanboy moment there. Of course. They're rolling out Microsoft Whiteboard Preview. Now, it's only taken Microsoft probably about 10 years to bring that back. Because when they bought Virtual Office, which is kind of where they got the idea for Teams and SharePoint Workspace, all of that from, a Virtual Office had a Whiteboard plugin. So you could add all these little apps. Whiteboard was one of them. And I surmise that someone was going through the enclaves or the archives, and they found the virtual office, and they installed it, and they saw this whiteboard thing, and now Microsoft has released whiteboard preview. So it's a free-form digital canvas. So if you've got a tablet, or no, not if you have a tablet, if you've got a touch screen, you can now use the whiteboard preview, and you can use a pen to do digital canvassing, which is really neat. That is really cool. That sort of freeform collaboration space is is an important sort of thing if you're having to work with a remote team. Having that sort of just unstructured brainstorming space is is really important, I think. What's cool about that is Microsoft also, that whole thing, we spoke about it. I think we spoke about it in December last year when we talked about the show in China and Qualcomm and Microsoft was demoing uh, full-blown Windows 10 on ARM devices. Yeah. It's now, Qualcomm has finally, they've released, well, they've released the reference hardware, so HP, Dell, Asus will probably be, be releasing. I think there is, there's an HP Envy V2 or whatever. There's there's a couple of devices that will now, you can buy, that is running full-blown Windows 10 on ARM. Wow. I need to go look up what those specs are like. And what sort of battery life it gets. And Full all day. that sort of jazz. Full day. And performance. 24 hours. Yeah, the performance would be key. Yeah, who but said now, that? Look- Qualcomm. Qual- Qualcomm says that. So, a full day of what? A full day of Word or a full day of video rendering? You're never going to get like a full day of the, video the, rendering on levels. any device, mate. That's an impossibility. Exactly. I get a full day. But like, what, what I'm, the point I'm making is... I can get a full day out of basically any modern laptop. Like it just depends what you do with it. Like if you're doing actual work, how much how much does that affect the 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 quoted thing? So I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna want to wait for like Paul Thorot to do a run through on some of this hardware and tell us what it actually is. No, I agree with you there. But I get a full day. I've got a full day on my Surface Book, and I've got a full day on my Surface Laptop. I never take my charger really to good. to the office. That's really, really good. It's always been there. Um, so, yeah, yeah, but th- those are those aren't uh, ARM chips. Those are Intel Which, chips. Huh? Yeah, these are Intel. These are i fives. Eh? Yeah, those the ARM chips should last yeah. longer. I mean, I get crazy battery life out of my iPad, my two twenty seventeen iPad. 
I've got a standard 2017 yeah. iPad. It lasts for a week minimum. And I use it for audio and yeah. all of those things. Nothing crazy. But yeah. Anyhow, moving along. We're digressing. Uh, usage reports, always a good thing. There's uh, new teams, usage reports, and there's a whole bunch of other updates that you should be going to uh, Office 365 message center the week that was and catch the regarding 365 team, Daryl and Dan, take you through the message center information. That's a handy yeah. resource. But there's a whole bunch of updates in the message center. Yeah, Microsoft are doing quite a good job in surfacing all, all this data for us so we can actually see what's going on in the back end without actually having access to the back end to see that stuff but at least we can get the reports out to see to see what's actually happening which is yeah cool. no it's, it's actually quite cool um, um i enjoy that but and also what people don't realize is that you can subscribe to it so you don't have to have access to the office 365 admin center to see that you can get weekly mails telling you what is going on. All right, moving along. Cool, now, cool. My last thing is you can now create news straight from the SharePoint online homepage. That, that's a communication site. Yes, you'd, you'd, be, you'd be able to create. You mean the SharePoint online homepage? Yeah, as a communication site. So you can just straight yeah, from there in the sh- pu- in the, publish news. The, the, that's, that's a handy proof of... That's a handy, but you've uh, seen how they surface stuff now with the SharePoint home, right? Yeah. So right in the top, it says news from sites. Yeah. So if you're creating a news article, even for a modern team site, yeah. it will pull through there. Yeah, not only from a communication yeah. site. Okay. So it is, it is the You get lot. frequent that's sites. That's really cool. Yeah. Neat. And that's it from me for stuff in the SharePoint news. Okay. Are, are you going to localize some news now? Yes. So if you're in South Africa and you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously interested in everything here. And there's a really cool thing Microsoft are doing next week, Tuesday. If you go through to Microsoft next week, Tuesday, that's the 12th of December, between 3.30 and 6.30, if you have an active Microsoft Live ID, which you can just make on your phone beforehand if you don't have one, um, you can sign up for a free $250 Azure Pass, which will be valid for 12 months. So you basically get $250 of Azure credits for free, um, which is freaking awesome. Um, and if you do that also, I am told Microsoft will also give you a ticket to the premiere of The Lost Jedi on the 14th. And it'll be at Monte Cassino. So next week, Tuesday, get through to Microsoft Joburg. It is the last community night of the year as well. So a bunch of stuff going on there. So come join us, get some free Azure credits. And uh, I think that's a really cool thing. Nice of Microsoft to give the community a Christmas present, I suppose. Yeah, well, look, it ain't cheap. Eh? I mean, uh, studio ticker, cinema tickets are not cheap. And they're giving you a... Hell no. And what, and what you also don't realize, a lot of people will go, oh, no, they get free credits from Microsoft for like Azure. It actually goes and gets billed against a cost center. So Microsoft still pays for it. Yeah. yeah no, they Even are, though it's free from Microsoft, the cost center, the Azure guys would have to cough up that um, $250 because someone has to pay for it. Yeah. 
So they they are giving the guys of the community a Christmas present. So come through, say how's it, come chat, listen to some talks, and uh, get your Christmas present. Awesome stuff. Sweet. Um, Is that it for our traditional in the news section? I think so, yes. You have a cool resource you want to let everybody know about, though. I do? Is that not in my segment? Um, you've got to tune into the webcast. Oh, that one. That's not a resource. So I wrote an article, I think it was last week or the week before, on whether or not intranets are still valid. With Microsoft promoting intelligent communication in the form of Microsoft Teams, gone are the way of, that we build intranets. A lot of discussion around that. And we're following up that blog post with a webcast discussion tomorrow. And I think it's 8 p.m. South African time. And we're talking about the splitting of the forced information architecture edition. So myself and Daryl will be talking to Sebastian Levere from Valo, who is arguably the most known and the best used and the most used intranet in a box product in the world right now. And we'll be taking talking to him, not taking him, talking to him about where he sees the modern internet going and how do organizations like Velo keep up with the trends with Microsoft coming in with hub sites and communication sites and all of this. So tune in. If you head over to youtube.com slash C, C for club slash regarding 365, or just head over to YouTube and search for regarding 365, you'll actually see there's a video there. If you click on it, you can, it will push you a reminder to remind you that we are going to be coming to you live our webcast tomorrow and we're going to be talking about intranets that's super cool yeah and you guys should probably just subscribe to the regarding 365 youtube channel anyway there's a lot of great stuff on there yeah you get all the updates which is quite nice because if you subscribed and you have your browser open and you've logged into chrome with your gmail account it will automatically notify you that the show's happening. Which is sweet. Yeah. Cool. I think that's it for all our news, hey, Al? Yeah, that's it. Cool. So this is the last episode we're going to do for the year, everybody. We'll be back with you next year. But because it's the last one of the year, I thought we'd just take a little bit of time and look back on the year and sort of pick out a couple of things that were the biggest news for us this year okay do you want to start then sure i think one of the big things is um we got the announcement of the new office release right which will include new office client and a new on-prem sharepoint and windows server and, and all of these things which is really like that's a big deal i know it's it's not coming out this year or whatever but uh it is a big thing, and that's always exciting. It's always exciting for me when a new on-prem version of uh, SharePoint drops. I want to see all the new toys. Although, I suppose these days we already know what all the new toys are because they're in the cloud first. Yeah, they're retrofitting on-prem with cloud features. So, yes, Exchange, Skype for Business, SharePoint, and the Office Client. And most of those products, if not all, will be available in beta next year. And we'll probably launch before the end. I think 
the new Skype for Business launches uh, Q4 of 2018. So Skype for Business 2019. These are all 2019 server versions. Well, 2019 Office versions, sorry. Yeah. So yeah, that that's a I think that's a really cool thing. And it's it's quite a big thing. Yeah. Next up. Um the other the other really big news is uh we're getting a data center next year. That's monumental. I think it's the biggest thing to come and happen to South Africa um since we got the internet back in the nineties. Yeah. No, it's it's really huge. And I still don't think that a lot of the professional services companies have really quite grasped grasp what it what it means. No, nobody has. Nobody. It is it is gonna be a complete game changer and uh we all really need to step up our game, hey. <laughs> it's it's gonna be mad next year when that comes online. Um I'm I- to tell you the truth, I worry about bandwidth. Yeah. I mean, fiber's getting... Fiber is moving out all over the place. I might actually have fiber in the next 100 years. And I'm right next to the city. No, I'm not talking about that. I mean, imagine... Think about it realistically, right? You have... Everyone wants to go to the cloud. So now you need to migrate. So you start to exchange. Move mailboxes. So imagine a thousand companies migrating at the same time. That's what I meant by bandwidth. Bandwidth into the data center to handle that first load. I'm, I'm right up front. Yeah, there. I'm sure they've. I'm sure they've got that sorted out, eh? Data repatriation. So all those tenants that are now yeah. sitting on an island somewhere, they need to be moved back. Yeah, that that doesn't happen quickly though. Um, I think we've been saying for a while that if you, if and when you do want to move your stuff across, you should have already been talking to Microsoft now. Um, getting that process started, getting all the paperwork done and stuff, because I think um, I think the they say it can take like three to six months once it starts yeah, to, to also, actually move you also, through. So that's uh, also the three months thing. Yeah, that's quite hectic. So yeah, what else is is that it? Um, what what else was big this year, Al? I mean, besides fifty episodes of. Uh, Two guys in SharePoint. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, I, I think, Clyde, no longer do we have big things. We have 400,000 small things weekly. Yeah, that that's true. That there's no, there's no more big drops in the news cycle anymore. It's like, uh, okay, well, well actually, I do 30 things in a, in a week. Actually, actually, the death of ECM. Content services, yeah. That's, that's that's a big that's thing big. this year, yeah. No, absolutely. And we're going to see that disrupt the world for the next... Until people come up with a framework for intelligent information management or chat-based information management. Um, we're all going to be sort of poking in the dark. Yeah, it's, it's quite a thing. But yeah, the whole... Like you say, that is quite a huge thing. Even Gartner switching up how it... How it does its uh, reporting and all that sort of stuff. That's yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah, uh, we got, live I've in interesting times. The periodic table for Office three six five. Okay, that's big. That that is big. Yeah, like there's there's been so much movement this year in in new things. 
So also now Matt Wade has created an interactive version of the periodic table. So when you click on one of the tiles, it will tell you what it is. The product. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah. No, very neat, very neat. And then uh, last but not least from my side, my segment, new features I didn't know about of the week. You can now take teams for a test drive. Uh, what, what do you mean? You can actually go and... If you want to find out what Teams actually does, you can head over to teamsdemo.office.com and it will take you through a demo. That's really cool. That's really yeah. handy. It is. It's very, because, you know, people always ask, well, what is Teams? And then you try to show them. And then if you don't have, if, you know, it's, it's difficult to, I wouldn't say it's difficult, but now customers can go to teamsdemo.office.com and they can see what Teams is really about without having to go to a consultant and ask them to spin up Teams and build a demo and somehow, you know. Yeah, that, that's going to be super handy. Is it an interactive demo? Yeah. Yeah, really cool. Really, really cool. So then my last segment, my go with the flow. Go with the flow. Yeah, it's nice. Um, once again, to assuage uh, Al's blood pressure, I'll keep it quite oh. short. Another another thing that uh, that is now available in Flow is we now have the ability to append items to array variables, which is quite ha- which is quite cool if you're doing for eaches and and that sort of stuff. And we're dealing with variable arrays. Um, you can now do that, which is cool. I'm just gonna blank out all your music, eh? Uh, whenever you speak about flow, I'm going to play violent music in the background. You can play it all you want during the recording. What I'm going to do instead is when your violin music kicks in, I'm just going to mute all of that and layer in some kick-ass heavy metal over the top of it. You can't um, do so this. I, I, have, I have creative some creative license. You, you, you think? Yeah. Anyhow, we'll, we'll is that see. it for the year, Mr. Modern? I think that is it for the year, Al. I would just like to thank all our listeners for coming through and uh, spending this time with us. It's been great chatting to all of you this year and look forward to next year. It's very cool. I also think it's quite sweet that we end the year on episode 50. It's a That's nice proper, round huh? number. That is proper. Yeah, yeah. Considering we've been going for more than a year, we're at about 14 months now. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... At the end of this year, we, we kind of hit that half century, five zero. Is, yeah. yeah. I, I like those little serendipitous moments in the universe. Okay. I like to appreciate them. No violin music with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Um, thank you all. If you do want to find us online, you can find our website, twoguysinsharepoint.co.za. We're also on Twitter at Two Guys SharePoint. I'm on Twitter at Odd Modlin, and L is at Alistair Pugin. You can also find us on iTunes or your podcast app of choice by searching Two Guys in SharePoint one word, and we'll come up there. Yeah, sweet L. Good luck. Happy festive season, brew. Yeah, good luck, and looking forward to 2018. Yeah. See you then. Ciao, ciao. Ciao.
Yo. <laughs> oh my god, they killed Kenny. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. my stupid phone. No, trust me. Uh, I know Cartman and Kenny so well because Latin used to call me Cartman. Uh, Cartman's the <laughs> asshole, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yes. He teamed up with Cthulhu to end the world. Okay. <laughs> so, somehow Cthulhu could put up with him. Nobody else can.